El Rancho. Um, talk about testing your faith. I turned up, there was freezing. But do you know that I still remember to this day, because the first thing I remember is, who chose this time in this place to baptise us? Because it was freezing. But the second one for me that I thought about was the people that I got baptised with. I still remember, I remember the, 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 the one person I got baptised with, and uh, his name was Regan Ching. He used to go to this church for a long time. Yeah, me and Regan got, and so that's something that I'll never forget. I'll never forget that I got baptised that day with him. You know, and it makes me think about all that's happened since then to now. You know, and everything that I've had to endure. You know, everything that I've had to go through as a man of God that's put his hand up and said, I'm for God. You know, everything that I've had to endure and go through in those times, you know, and it's been God that's been there for me. Amen? And that's what I want to talk about today. I want to talk about endure. Um, Endureth. Endurance. Endure. I want to start off with a scripture in Hebrews 12. Okay, and I'm just going to read the first part. It says, therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, it's the people in heaven, people in heaven cheering us on over the balconies, over the grandstands, people that have gone before us to God, urging us on, cheering us on. So it says, by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily, uh, easily ensnares us. And let us run with endurance this race that is set before us. Amen? Let us run this race with endurance. You know, now when I look at it, I looked up endure. I looked it up because I sort of wanted, I, I, I like to know the actual meanings of words. I've got my idea of things, but, you know, when I look at the actual English meaning, it's sort of expanded a lot more. And, and endure, there's, there's three, well, there were so many different meanings of endure or different angles of it, but I chose these three. And one was withstand, okay? To endure is to withstand, okay? The second thing about enduring is to remain. If you endure, you remain, okay? It's like you, you know, they talk about the remnant, the remaining ones. And then the last one is suffer, <laughs> suffer, hey, suffer, endure. But listen, but suffer patiently. See, there's a difference between suffering eh, and suffering patiently. Suffering patiently is a lot better. Trust me, and I'll get to why. I'll get to why. So let's look at Ephesians 6.13. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. And having done all to stand, stand. Now, I don't know about you, but I look at the days that we're in, and you can easily see evil. Someone asked me why I believed in God. Okay, this is an interesting question. Why do I believe in God? And when I started talking to him, I said, I first believed in the enemy. I first believed in the devil. I saw everything that was going on and thought, there must be something that combats this. There must be something that, that opposes this. There must be something good. You know, and, uh, and, and then I looked at God. Then he said to me, what could I do to talk you out of believing in God? You know, because I was trying to witness to him about believing in God. He, tried, he turned the tables on me. He tried to talk me out of God. And I said to him, well, you can't. can't talk me out because I've experienced God. I've encountered him. You know, it's not, just, it's not just words on paper for me. So it says, know that you are able to withstand the evil day and having done all to stand, stand. We've got to be able to withstand some stuff. There's, there's opposition everywhere. There's things that are going to try and get you down. There's things that are going to try and knock you off, off track and off path. You know, and then it says to remain, 
you know, 2 Timothy 4.1 says, Now the Spirit says that in later times some will depart from the faith, giving heed to deceiving spirits and doctrines of demons. That's talking about Christians. That's not just people in the world. That's actually people in the church. In the latter times, will will be deceived and will depart. You know, remaining is a remnant. And if you're a remnant, then you can still be used by God. If you're not, if you're not in God, God, God will use you, but probably without you even knowing it. You know, there was 500 witnesses to, to Jesus' resurrection. 500 eyewitnesses that actually physically saw him be raised from the dead. Yet when they came together in the upper room to pray, only 120 turned up. You know, Jesus said, blessed are those who believe that have not seen. You know, it's not all about just, just we have to have everything worked out. You know, there's mysteries in God. You know, then there's Romans 5.3. It says, and not only that, but we also glory in tribulations. Glory in tribulations. I'm not quite there yet. Um, knowing that tribulation produces perseverance and perseverance character and character hope. Perseverance is to suffer patiently. You know, there's a difference between suffering and patiently because when you're suffering patiently, it's because you know there's a greater purpose. You know there's a higher cause. You know there's a bigger reason for it. We don't know. When something happens bad to us, we don't actually know whether it's bad in the grand scheme of things. I've had things happen to me that seem so bad and then down the track go, oh, wow. We don't know because God's ways are higher than ours. It says here, endure. I wrote down endure. And then it says, this is some other meanings of it. It says, stand ground. I love that, eh? Stand your ground. Don't let people push you around. Don't let people push you back. Don't you let people push you off the mark of what you believe. You know? I'm not saying we have to be violent or aggressive or angry with them, but just, just don't be moved. We stand our ground. It says, bear up against. To bear up against. And I, I looked at that and thought, I need to know a little bit more around that. You know? Because I sort of know what it means to bear up against. But when I looked at it, it says to remain cheerful even through difficult times. To remain cheerful. You know, there's a common theme here. You know, there's a common theme here if we're looking at the greater cause. And then it says to persevere through challenging times. Sounds, makes it sound fun, doesn't it? <laughs> you know? <laughs> it sounds really fun, doesn't it? Challenging, persevering, enduring. Man, it's like, but here's the thing about it. And I never used to get this scripture. This is the rest of Hebrews 12, 2. Okay? Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. And this is a bit here. Who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross. For the joy that was set before him. You know, going to the cross to be crucified. That joy was us. That, was, that joy was our redemption. The reason why he was okay going to the cross is because he knew the outcome. He knew the purpose and the reason why he was going to the cross so he could enjoy it. I thought about it. If I had to die for my kids and family to be awesome and know God and everything, then, you know, that's not a bad deal. That's not a bad deal if you have to. You know, and that was the joy that Jesus had. Jesus saw our redemption. It was us that he died for. It was me. It was me. When he was, this might sound a bit vain, but I just want to personalize it. When he went to the cross, he had me in mind. I'm going to the cross for you, Brownie. And I'll tell you why. So that you might know God. So that you might be set free. So you might know the truth. 
so you might be loved, so you may know grace and mercy. And that's why I'm happy to do it for you, Brownie. That's amazing. That is amazing, you know. You know, in Philippians 4, 11, 13, Paul talks about this, about, about being content. It says, I'm not saying this because I am in need, for I've learned to be content whatever the circumstances. I know what it is to be in need, and I know what it is to have plenty. I've learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. You know, what, what, what Paul's saying there is he loves God so much, he doesn't matter whether he's hungry or whether he's full, he loves God. It doesn't matter whether he's got loads of money or he's poor, he loves God. You know, and let's be honest, we all even and flow. You know, a lot can change in seven days, let alone a year, eh? But what he's saying is, don't, it's not saying accept your circumstances, it's saying acknowledge them and be content in them, in anything. God is our provider, you know, and if we look towards that, it's going to be easy. So be content regardless of circumstances. That's going to make it a lot easier to hear from God. You know, because when things don't start going our way, sometimes we want to hear something else from God. <laughs> hey, hey, yeah, you do. Come on. I know you're looking there all innocent. You look too innocent, but you do. You know, uh, we all do. We all do. Because the path is not always smooth and it's not always straight. You know, when I first got saved, I thought, yay, man, God's good. And God is good. But, but here's the thing about it. It says it rains on the just and the unjust. You know what I mean? So it's not about you come to God and everything's perfect. You come to God and you're perfect through him. But it's a lot to work out. Amen? Matthew 7, 13, it says, For wide is the road that leads to destruction. Narrow is the gate that leads to life. And few take it. Few take it. You know, we've got to stay on the road. We've got to stay on the path and stay on the track. And it's not always going to be smooth. It's not always going to be straight. Eh? But no, no, whatever you're going through, there's a scripture I love, Deuteronomy, it's not on the screen, Deuteronomy 20 verse 4, and it says, For my Lord, my God, goes before me into battle and leads me into victory. You know, God's fighting for us. Amen. You know, earlier on this year, there was massive bad weather, eh? cyclones up in Auckland and all up the East Coast. And all the East Coast, Gisborne from probably from Napier through to Wairoa, right up to Gizzi, the roads were all closed. They were just hammered. Like you couldn't go there. If you wanted to go to Gisborne from here, you had to go up to, all the way up to Whakatane, then back down to a portiki and through the gorge. So it turned like a six-hour trip into like nine or ten hours. But when the road did open, when the road did reopen and we went up there, got to see all the slips. And I mean slips, man, where half the hills come away. You know, roads, whole roads have fallen away. You know, they've had to bring in these temporary bridges to sort of, you know, get, get roads going. Even to, to, But you could see the damage. You could see all the, you know, the damage from all the external conditions and all the rain and everything. You could see how it had gone. There was all these signs and warnings and, you know, stop goes, those one way, everywhere, all the way up there because, because the roads had just been taken out, you know. The thing about it was it was still the only way to get to Gisborne. It was the only path. It was the only way. We could have said, oh, let's actually let's go up to New Plymouth. <laughs> It'd be nicer up there. It'd be easier. But that's not where we needed to be. That wasn't our, that wasn't our destination, you know. It was, it was up there. So we didn't care about the path. So I didn't care about, let's be honest, it doesn't matter if you're on gravel road with potholes if you're going the right direction. Hey, 
I'd rather be, I'd rather be on that road than on a four-lane smooth highway going the wrong way. Amen? Amen? And the thing about it was that we had to get up there. You know, my dad was up there. You know, he was traumatised. He had no water. They had no, you know, food was running out. But they, people couldn't get to them. Um, you know, so we wanted to be there. And that was the right path. So stay on the right path. Even if the other path looks really nice. Hey, because the other path can look nice sometimes. Stay on track. Psalm 119, verse 105. I'm smashing the scriptures out today, guys. Um, why not? Your word is a lamp for my feet and a light on my path. The word, man. And this is where I'm going to get on to enduring. To endure, we need the word of God. We need The word is what's going to really get you through. It's got an answer for everything. It even sometimes gives you the problem, then the answer. You know, it gives you a why you do things, how you do things, what, you know, there's a lot of wisdom in here. It, because it's the living word of God. It's the everlasting word of God. Everlasting. It says in Isaiah, the grass withers and the flowers fall, but the word of our God endures forever. Think about that. The word of our God endures forever. Flowers fade and everything else, you know, can fade away, but the word of God will remain forever. I've thought about that. Remain forever. You think about the word of God through all eras, through ages, through all generations, through all governments, through all rulers, through all kings and queens, through all civilizations, the word of God has endured. Not only has it endured, but it's proven to be right. Time and time again, the word endures. Psalm 100 verse 5, For the Lord is good and his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. Just backing it up in case you think I'm making it up. It's through all generations, through everything. Now you think about all the generations, all the different types of people, all the different societies, all the different civilizations. All the different rules and regulations, all them, but the word of God was a common theme through that whole time. Because why? Because it endures forever. Jesus Christ is the most famous man ever. Ever. Whether people believe in him or not. See, here's the thing about it. Jesus was real. There's no doubt about that. It's even in history. He's documented in history. He was real. The dilemma with people was, is he the son of God? And us believers go, yes. But even the ones that say no still know Jesus. Even atheists need to not believe in Jesus to have something. Jesus is real. Hey, and he remains. I'm blown away by how famous. I can't think of anyone that's better known than Jesus. I can't think of anyone that's more controversial than Jesus, more influential than Jesus, more powerful than Jesus. I can't think of anyone. And we've got some famous people apparently. Hey, that lasts for what, 10 years, 20 years? People go, wow, if a musician's around for 40 years. Jesus is around forever and ever and ever and ever. Amen. The word endures. Man, I'll tell you why the word endures too. Because it's incorruptible. Incorruptible, man. Man will try and twist it, but it can, cannot be. God, God's word always is carried on his spirit. It says here, for you have been born again. Not of perishable seed, but of imperishable seed. Through the living and enduring word of God. The living and enduring word of God. See, it's not corruptible. The word can't be corrupted. It can't perish. It can't decay. It can't be, 
affected by external conditions. God's word is God's word. You know, and in Isaiah 55, 11, it says, so shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return void to me, it sh- but it shall accomplish what I please and it shall prosper in the thing for which I sent it. Man, that's how God's word works. It gets spoken, it activates a spirit and something changes. Spirit on flesh. Word of God, life-changing word of God, setting people free. You know, we don't have to debate. We don't have to talk people into it. We don't have to, you know, pussyfoot around. We speak the word of God. The word of God will pierce every heart and the light of Christ will shine on every mind. And you'll be amazed. I was amazed at, at, at what happened to me when I started reading the word. And I'm talking about not just spiritually, mentally I came alive. I was so dulled for so long. I'd been on so many hard drugs and I'd thrashed myself so bad that I was dull to everything. Nothing excited me. Nothing got me passionate. Nothing got me happening, you know, until I heard the word of God. And once I heard the word of God, I mean, I remember reading the word of God. The very first time I read the word of God, I've been given a Bible, okay? Now, you've got to remember, I still wasn't saved and I was still using drugs. And so I was reading the Bible in this state. This, this is how powerful the Word of God is. I, I'd just been given a Bible by a friend. I didn't even know why he gave it to me, if I'm honest. I was quite shocked by it. You know, it was like, oh, okay. Um, but I'll tell you right now, when I started reading it, I started reading it, you know, and I'd be a bit, let's just call it sleepy. Okay? I'd be a bit sleepy. I'd be reading it, and I'd be like, oh, oh, well, Jesus said that in the last line. You know, oh, there was the last line. You know, you know. But the word of God, the more I read it, the more I read it, the more I read it, the more something started happening in me. And the more I'd go back to my Christian mate, who knew, knew all along, sneaky, gives me this Bible, and I just keep coming back to him going, man, that book that you gave me, this bit here, what about this? You know, and he, he would just give me enough. He would never, ever flood me with like everything. He'd just give me enough. So I'd go away, and it would make me come back and ask him questions. The word is alive, man. The word is real. And the word is the answer to combat everything that's going on in the world. So here's the thing about it. The word shall endure. The word is going to endure. Endure through us. And the truth shall endure. Truth's a hard word these days, eh? Because people are making up truth. Hey, there's so much made up truth in the world. Um, and it just gets taken as, oh, well, yeah, that's, that's for real now, you know? You know, John 14, 6 says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but through me. You know, so if you... If you want to get to God, you've got to know the truth about Jesus. This is the way, the truth, and life. It says the truth will set you free. I got set free by the truth. But sometimes it's hard to speak the truth these days. Hey, there's an old saying, remember that saying, truth hurts? Yeah, it's, 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 even, it's even more real these days. People get hurt by the truth. You know, Proverbs 27.6, it says more faithful are the wounds of a friend than the kisses of an enemy. What that's saying is if you really love people, you really care about people, we need to be truthful. You know, truthful. Not brutal. Brutal is brutal truth. <laughs> that's, that's, that's what I'd say my wife is. She's brutal. She'll be very brutally truthful to you. My wife, but here's the thing about it. The hardest, realest truths that I've ever had to hear, that I've needed to hear, whether I've wanted to hear them or not, I've needed to hear them have come from my family. 
my loved ones. You know, sometimes my wife's too truthful. Too truthful with me, you know. But this is the thing about it. We need people that can speak into our lives because otherwise we can fall into deception where we think everything's all good and it may not be. So we've got to have people that we trust outside of ourselves. I've got people in my life that if they came to me and said, Brownie, I think something around this, even if I didn't see it, it would make me stop. It would make me consider. It would make me think about it. Amen? We all need that. Because, you know, we live in this offended culture. You know, in Matthew it talks about it, that many will be offended and leave. And that's talking about the church. Now, you imagine how many will be offended outside of it. You know, but if we think about it, the world's truth changes. I mean, they can't even make up their mind on what a woman is. Uh, honestly, it, 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 it's beyond me. It's pretty easy. It's an adult female. But no one wants to say that these days. What, what You know, because it's too truthful. It's too hard. You know, opinions change. Views change. Theories change. But God says, I'm the same today, yesterday, and forever and ever. Amen. God's word doesn't change, and that's our anchor. Because when the world starts telling you, I don't know, one week coffee's good for you, then it's bad for you. Chocolate's good for you. Yeah, chocolate's great for you, actually. (laughs) I don't even look at the bad stuff. I just ignore that. Chocolate's apparently has got some really great health benefits. Yeah. But you know, you know what I mean? Like these, 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 the, the truth in the world changes all the time. How are you meant to have any real stability about yourself if all of a sudden what you're holding on to is truth changes? The word doesn't change. And I'll tell you now, the word, the word will see you right everywhere. Now, love shall endure. These are the things that need to endure. Love needs to endure. I'll tell you something about love. It's not always hugs and kisses. Hey. True love is paved with disagreements, man. Hey, if you really love someone, like I've got a saying in my family, with all my kids' friends when they come round, they'll go, you're not really in with dad or this family unless you've been told off by him. Because I will tell off all my son's mates. But if they need it, if they need it, a little bit of direction, a little bit of love. But I'll tell them off all the time. And some of them haven't had that before. You know, haven't had a man tell them off and they get all sort of, Hurt by it, you know, all sort of thing. But then my kids reassured, no, 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 that means he likes you. <laughs> he almost loves you if he starts nutting at you. Yeah. Hey, here's the thing about it. This is what I say with the Browns. You, 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 get, you get the good and the bad. You get all of us with it, you know. But yeah. Hebrews 12, 5 to 6. This is a cool scripture, Hebrews 12, if you look through it, actually. Is it up on the screen? Did I not put it in there? Oh, silly me. Okay. It's a good one anyway. That's your homework. Look it up. Okay. I went, I went to um, my goddaughter's wedding last weekend. And um, yeah, yeah, it was really cool. Yeah, Rutu. Everyone knows Rutu, eh? Can, um, yeah. So Rutu got married and I, went, I had to go into her wedding and I emceed it. And uh, it was really funny because uh, there lots of people there were new. But one of the things that I said to her was, you know, in love, you've got to find our way. You know, it can't be my way, your way. It doesn't work like that. You've got to compromise a little bit. You've got to find where you disagree to find where you agree. Amen? And then you find our way. I must admit, in my marriage, our way and my wife's way look very similar. Very, very similar. 
But here's the thing. You've got to find that middle ground because this is what will happen. When you're in any relationship, everyone has to be happy for it to work. Amen? Everyone. And then finally, faith shall endure. Faith shall endure. Isaiah 55 verse 8. It says, for my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are your ways my ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. That's a really important scripture to get around faith. Because God is not performance-based. It's not about the outcome. Because the outcome might be different from what we're expecting. Amen? You, You know what I mean? And, and that can really discourage your faith if you go in there thinking, you know, and God wants something else. Our faith has to endure. Even if things don't turn out our way, we've got to realize that there's a higher purpose. There's a higher reason. You know, when I was, when I was young, um, you know, when I first got saved, you know, I got saved, I got healed, I got set free, I got restored, I got a wife, I got kids, I got a job, I got a purpose. You know, my first 10 years, I felt like such a spoiled Christian. Everything went right for me. Just everything seemed to just go right. And then during that time, I had a boss, one of the guys that actually gave me my very first job. I got saved, and two weeks later, he gave me this job. And he was an amazing mentor. He wasn't a Christian man, but he was an amazing man. And he mentored me. Now, he got sick. He had emphysema, and he was going to get a lung transplant. I was so confident in my faith that I would get all of our work together. I would declare it in our office, and I would get us all together, and I would, we're praying for this man, and he's going to live. He shall live. He, sh- he will not die. You know, and I spoke so much. And every time the, 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 the diagnosis got worse, I just kept thinking, yeah, it got worse, right? I was like, it kept getting worse. I just kept thinking, man, and then when God comes and turns it around, no one can deny him. No one can deny him, man. This man, I pleaded for this man. You know, because he was such a good man. He'd done so much for me. He'd given me a second chance in life. And I'm like, Lord, surely this man's going to get a second chance in life. And then he gets a lung. They said, yep, he's got a lung. We're going to transplant it. He's going to get his thing. And I'm like, yay. And I'm praying, I'm praying, I'm praying. Long story short, the lung doesn't take. Man, and he gets an infection and he dies. The man dies. You know, um, now I, I was shattered. I was absolutely shattered. And for me, it was like not just... Oh my gosh, it was actually a little bit of a crisis of faith. Sounds like a little bit of a brat, hey? The first thing goes wrong and I'm having a crisis of faith. But I really did because I so believed that that was going to happen. I so, so believe, you know, and it, and, it, and it didn't turn out that way. Now, did that rock me? Yeah. Did it knock me? Yeah, it did. But I had to dig deep for my faith to endure. And go, you know what, Lord, that didn't turn out the way I wanted or expected, but your ways are higher than my ways. Your thoughts are higher than mine, and you've got a bigger plan for this. You know? And I had to do it that way. Otherwise, and I've had other things that have come and tried to knock and rock my faith. You've got to let it endure. You've got to remember. It's, you know, faith is trusting beyond yourself. Faith is believing in a higher purpose and a higher meaning and that God's got it all under control regardless. Amen? One thing, though, that was good, was I didn't get to see him before he passed away, but his wife and uh, my other boss, who was his best mate, they got to see him in between his operations. So he came too, and they got to talk to him. And apparently, he was real dry. His mouth was real dry. 
and he couldn't, he couldn't talk, but he, and, and he was trying to talk. And the more they tried to calm him down, the more he, it was almost like he was getting worked, like he had to say something. The first words that he uttered out of his mouth, well, this is, to me, this is really, and godly was, he goes, tell Brownie I saw them. I saw them. I saw. Now, to me, I believe that he had an encounter while he was under there. I talk to him all the time about God and about getting right with God and with Jesus. And I, I hounded him when I think about it. Um, but he was a fantastic man. You know, but so to me, who, I don't know. I know God's goodness. Maybe that man was saved in those last minutes. Maybe that was his way to heaven. I don't know. You know what I mean? But I don't need to know either. Because otherwise, if you ask too many questions around God that, that you, that like this, you just frustrate yourself, I think. If God was going to give me an answer, then he can give me one, but he didn't need to. Once I heard that, that man, I was like, right, that's what I'm holding on to. Amen? And just to close, don't endure alone. Don't endure alone. We're not called to endure alone. It says in the Bible, know that you and your brothers go through the same sufferings. You know, and it, it doesn't take long for people to sit down and talk for 10 minutes and find out we've all got a lot of the similar problems. Hey, we've got the same sort of issues. Hey, we're, we just, some of us just hide it better. Hey, you know what I mean? Hey, I love what Luna said about being able to be yourself here and be real. That's beautiful. Yeah. And I'm going to finish with this scripture. One moment, guys. All right. So endure. Withstand, remain, and suffer patiently. Let his word endure. Let truth endure. Let love endure. And let faith endure. 1 Peter 5 9. Resist him steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same sufferings are experienced by your brotherhood in the world. But may the God of all grace, who called us to his eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after you have suffered a while, perfect, establish, and strengthen and settle in you. To him be the glory and the dominion forever and ever. Amen. It's even in that word there. There's a reason. There's a reason for our enduring. There always is. Always is. So, Lord, I thank you, Father God, for your goodness. I thank you, Father God, Lord, for the people who were baptized today. Lord, I thank you for the special day that marks their journey with you, that marks, Lord God, their relationship with you. There's a significant step, and I thank you for that, Lord. I thank you for your word, Father. Thank you that as I speak it, Lord God, your words are carried by your spirit to every single person and rests on them right now, Father. And Lord, I thank you right now that your, this, your presence has filled this atmosphere with your spirit that knows everything that every single person needs, Father God, Lord. So we thank you. We're able to release that in the, in the atmosphere today, Father God, Lord. And Lord, we give you all the honor and all the glory and all the praise. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Awesome.